Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting. And before I get to an excellent podcast with Chris Savage of Wistia, quick shout out to Rippling. Rippling is the best payroll, benefits, and IT integration solution for startups. Rippling makes pay- payroll super easy. The benefits, very easy to manage. And then they also are able to spin up or provision new users for your company when you hire someone. So it makes it really automatic to get them into all the web services you use. So we love Rippling. Check them out. And uh, and now it's my pleasure to introduce Chris Savage of Wistia. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, so I've been a huge fan of the company for a very long time because I've just watched a ton of your videos. Uh, and you've taught me how to do some very uh, basic uh, tutorials and online videos. But maybe you could just kind of tell, tell the audience what you do at Wistia and really how you had the idea to start the company. Yeah, so Wistia is a video platform focused on helping marketers get more out of video, use video better. And today that means that you can host and track and understand how things are performing. You can present the videos on your site through channels. We integrate into all the major marketing platforms so you can understand the impact of your videos. Um, we have a product called Soapbox, which allows you to quickly create videos. It's a Chrome extension. It lets you record your webcam and your screen simultaneously. And then you can add transitions so you can make something really quick. And then when you add the transitions, it makes it look really professional. And the interesting thing about our story is like, we're not your average tech company. You know, we started almost 14 years ago and my co-founder and I went to college together and we saw uh, the fundamentals of online video changing. I majored in film and video at school. I had all this video I was always trying to show people. Back then we were sending DVDs around. It was insane. That was the only way to get things to people. And then we watched YouTube and 10 other companies are all exactly the same. Like just carbon copies show up at the same time. We're like, what is happening? Like, why is this happening all at once? And we looked into it and they were all using the same open source tools to do the encoding of the video. And so suddenly anyone could encode into Flash. And what that meant is you went from like all the formats of four, if you put like a, a video out there in QuickTime or you put it out there in RealPlay or whatever, it's like 55% of people could see it. And Flash, like 99% of people could. And so it just took off. And we thought, wow, online video is going to take off. It's going to be huge. It's going to happen so fast. And so we started the company uh, with a plan to try to like take advantage of that. And it was a crazy idea at the beginning. It was a filmmaking competition website. And then within that didn't work and took us a year to focus on businesses. And long and short of it is like, we were right that online video was going to change everything. We were right it was going to change it for businesses. But we were super wrong about the timing. It took way longer than I ever would have thought. <laughs> Uh, but it was actually fun to do. You might be able to hear my children upstairs right now. <laughs> this, is the, this is the age we're in. <laughs> I have a two-year-old too, so she may barge in at any moment as well. Yeah. And it all ended up working out for you because instead of probably going after that consumer opportunity, you're you're doing it for businesses and, and making them successful online with video. That's exactly right. So we're, we're trying to help uh, artists and filmmakers get their content online. And we got we built a product that had probably like 500 people using it. It was called Tropis. It was just kind of a portfolio website. And we had to make money to survive because we didn't have any funding. And so we went to all those folks. We're like, do you love the product? They're like, yes. We're like, would you pay for it? They're like, no. Like, oh my gosh, what? And it's like, well, these starving artists couldn't pay for it. And we didn't think we'd get to enough scale to make money with advertising. Uh, But we started talking to companies who we had met in that first year. And they had all these interesting like video challenges. They're trying to bring video online. They're trying to share it securely. 
And it turns out that they had budget. And so within a year, we focused on businesses and we found a little niche where uh, no one else was really focused, which was helping people privately share video. Yeah. And that is where we got our foothold. And then we just like kept widening what we were focusing on over time um, and kept building the company. Yeah. And now like that integration to the the marketing software, maybe we could talk about it a little bit because that's, that's a really big deal for people who are trying to get their messages out. They want to be able to like know who's watching the videos or how many people are watching the videos and things like that, right? Exactly. And so in Wistia, we actually built this initially for sales compliance training was like the ability to track how people were watching your videos. And there's like legal reasons why you have to do that um, in yep. certain sales compliance trainings. And then the moment that the company took off is when we started allowing embedding and focus on helping marketers. And they were getting this insight. And it's similar to like when you're in a room of folks and you give a talk and you're like, are they nodding? Are they laughing? Are they into it? Versus like just getting no response. You, you know, now we're all living in this world and COVID-19, we're all at home and you can't get that in-person feedback. But that was like, at the time, was a really big deal. And it turns out that that fundamental thing of understanding how people interact with your content, like how they skip through and watch and rewatch, pulls out all these interesting insights. So that was like the base of it. And then what we've done over time is integrate that into other platforms. So basically, if you're doing market automation campaigns, you can be like, show me the people who are interested in this product and not just like hit the page, but they spent 20 minutes watching content about it. And so it's a very, very different level of insight that you get. And then also by looking at the kind of audience graph over time, you can start to figure out like for your audience what they actually want. So like, you know, we've had lots of folks over the years who have built courses in Wistia and then seen where they're, where people are dropping off and they like rework those sections of the video until oh, once someone yeah. starts and clicks play, they actually stick with the whole thing. So like, that's what I the mean. fundamental, that was like the fundamental thing we figured out. We were first to market on it. Um, and then we built all these other tools around that, that end up being pretty useful. That's amazing. And I can totally relate to like, you, you do want to know where people are watching and, and the fact that people or marketers can improve their message, improve segments of videos makes so much sense. That's phenomenal. Well, uh, we, you mentioned we're in the COVID-19 uh, world right now. And I gotta assume like video content is just exploding. Are are you seeing this in your customer base? Yeah, we're seeing um, we're seeing uh, quite an explosion. I think feel very fortunate um, through sheer luck in the, given this scenario of like what's happening out there. Uh, but yeah, people people are watching a lot more video. People are making a lot more video. People are uploading a lot more video. And we're seeing content that is like to keep, to stay in touch with their customers, right? Yeah. Like, especially if your business was partially online, but also lots of in-person stuff, you're missing all of those client meetings and all of that stuff. And so we're seeing make people make lots of content for their clients to like keep them in the loop about what they're thinking about and how they're dealing with this huge challenge that we all have. We're seeing a lot of internal company communication, people staying in touch with their teams and using video and realizing I don't know if you're like me, but you know, Wistia before this, we were mostly an in-person company. We we're 120 people, 15 of which were some degree of remote. But like I go to the, went to the office every day. That's what I did. Yeah. And I was in a lot of meetings. And it turns out when you go into a fully remote world, you can't be in meetings all day. It just doesn't work. Like it just drains you in a way that is so completely different. And you have to make more stuff asynchronous. And we've seen that with like 
you know, my two kids are two and four in their home and they're upstairs. And like, it's harder to make meetings happen at the same time. So you need more asynchronous communication. And so we've seen a big uptick in people. Our product Soapbox is has had a, quite an uptick and it's been people who are making a lot of content to like add tone and context to the messages that they're sending. So it's yeah. like, oh, we need feedback on this product. Here's the feedback. And like, it's, it's so much easier to get that nuance through in the way if you're sitting next to somebody in person than if it's just text. Yeah, I got to believe, especially for like tutorials or things like that, like us as an accounting firm, we're doing that constantly, screen sharing videos. And you you said it so well. I think one of the great things about video or internal communications is that you can add context. Like I really like that because that is, I just find that our team, we're, we're remote, so we haven't really changed much, but we've been, we've adopted tools like Wistia, like over, over time just to to teach people faster and it does yeah. add so much more context it's really effective so that's phenomenal are there, do you have any like great specific customers you want to highlight or, or use cases that make you really proud to be uh you know you're powering their communication with patients or their team yeah so um you know right when we saw what was going down we almost like in our data before we before we really recognized how big of a deal it was we had a, a, a few sets of customers where like their usage just like took off to an unbelievable level. And there were some hospitals and some folks working directly on, directly on COVID-19, like sharing information about what they're learning and context and stuff. One of the hospitals just made a simple video about how to make your own mask, which ah. of course, now that we're in this world, yes, I was just, I went to the grocery store today, I wore a mask. Would I have a yeah. mask one month ago that I'd be wearing a mask to the grocery store? No, but I am. And where are these masks going to come from? It's actually, uh, you know, a lot of us, like, we can make them at home. You can use old T-shirts and stuff like that. And so we, we saw a slew of hospitals that were putting content like that out. And we wanted to do something to help, especially in this moment where communication is just so important. And so what we've, we've done is we've made Wistia free for anyone who's working directly on COVID-19, any hospitals, wow. um, and any educators. So you can use Soapbox or Wistia totally for free. Um, and if you're listening and you're in one of those camps, you want to do it, just, it just sign up and hit us up at support at Wistia.com and we'll get you all set up with all the right stuff. So yeah, we're trying to do that. It's made me really proud that we're connecting people better together. We have professors recording classes on soapbox and like crazy stuff that I would never have imagined. Good for you, man. And it all came from 14 years ago. You and your, your co-founder had, you just saw the opportunity for, I mean, it must be so rewarding to have seen the opportunity back then and to now see all of the use cases, edge cases, and that you're helping humanity. Yeah, it's, it's really shocking, actually. You know, it's like one of those yeah. funny things, like if I go back in like moments of time, when we were five years in, we we're still five people. And I remember thinking that like, if you had told me that five years in, we we're gonna be five people, I would have thought this is a pretty big failure. And yet it was so fun. It was so fun when we were five people. Like it was so fun when we were two, but it was so fun when we were five, when we were figuring it all out. Yeah. And then if you told me like, almost 14 years in, you'd be 120 people and there'd be like a pandemic and like our tools are being used to help people communicate better. I would never have believed you. And I've like never been more proud. Um, and I think that like, I'm, I'm so proud of like the, the team really, like the team has rallied together and worked so hard. I mean, there's tons of support requests coming in and um, lots of hard, intricate questions and stuff. And like everyone is like rallying to help. So it's, it's like really heartening to see. That's amazing. Well, shout out to the Wistia team for answering all those questions. I know we've had the same thing and the intensity level and the urgency for everybody in the, in the economy right now is so, so high. So I know that that's, it's weighing on us. I'm sure it's weighing on your team, but 
I'm super proud of how we're doing it. And it sounds like you're super proud of the Wistia team as well. Yeah. Um, hey, so uh, the way I first got to know Wistia was through your content marketing videos. And maybe they're not, I shouldn't say they're content marketing. They're just like amazing how-to videos on like how to take a video, how to do the lighting, what equipment I should be using. Like how, where did the kind of the, the, the idea come from to do that? And, and how has that been? Maybe you can kind of tell the audience how successful that's been. Yeah. So the funny thing, like many things is we made some videos that we thought were fun, that were some behind the scenes videos of the team. And when this is when we were probably six or seven people. And um, we had this like filmmaker come in who's a friend of the company and he shot the video for free. And it was the silliest thing. It was like us at our desks with like 3D test text of everyone's names above their heads. And uh, we thought it was super cool. And it was like, we could show our friends, be like, look how legit we are. You know, that was like what we thought this was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, that was really all we were hoping for with that. But it turns out that it got shared around a lot and people discovered Wistia because of this like team video. And then the next question was like, how'd you shoot it? What's the light? What's the camera? What's the whatever? And we're like, that's not important. Like this, this is a video about our team. You know, we've been making all this content about uh, video hosting. And like, this is what video hosting, Why t- the 10 reasons why you need video hosting. And, but people just kept asking. There's just all these comments on the blog posts and stuff. And like, please, please, please tell us how you're doing it. Why are you using this light? Why are you doing this stuff? So we just like basically made a video to uh, shut everyone up. Like, you know, we thought like, oh, we'll just explain this once. Then we'll go back to our marketing. You know, we, this is like almost like we didn't think what we were doing was marketing. Yeah, and so we yeah. made a video that we shot entirely with an iPhone. So shot an iPhone, lit with an iPhone. And it was like early years of iPhone. And of course, I think that's maybe the video I watched that like I started learning from you guys on. It probably yeah. is. And it took off. And then people were like, yeah, but I have more questions about when you're shooting in front of that screen. And so then we made a thing about how you can make a studio, turn a conference room into a studio for 200 bucks. And we just kept going. And at some point we realized all these videos we were making to quote, try to shut people up were actually really good marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very far removed from our product. Right. Like they were not, they had nothing to do with video marketing and analytics and stuff like that. It was all, and you, even if you did what we said in the videos, you were not going to buy Wistia. There was a disconnect. Like you could buy Wistia, but you did not yeah. have to. Yeah. And so, but we just figured out that the audience for the stuff was like way bigger. We were building a brand through that. And I didn't understand the power of it when it started. But over time, you know, more people felt like they knew us, they felt like they had an authentic connection. And we kept going bigger with the content. And so a couple of years ago, we actually ended up making a feature life documentary called 110100. And we worked with another production company called Sandwich Video. They're like the Don Draper of, of launch. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. And they, we gave them a budget of $111,000 and they made us three different ads at different budgets. Like one with a $1,000 budget, one with a $10,000 budget, and one with a $100,000 wow. budget. And then we documented their creative process and how the production was different and release an hour and 42 minute long documentary. Wow, I'll check that out, that's amazing. Yeah, I love like, how you said like you, that, that epiphany of like, you didn't really realize you're building a brand early on, but how it's turned into such a brand building, it just, it's bought you so much goodwill in the community. Yeah, and it's one of those things like, a lot of that content, I wouldn't describe it as viral, you know, it was like 10,000 views on this, 30,000 views on that, if it's like a huge hit, 5,000 views here. But the connection to, the viewer was so strong. Like yeah. it was like it was a smaller audience, but the but the connection was really strong. And then we saw that exact same thing that happened with 110 100, which was so cool because we released it ourselves. 
in October of 2017, within the first two months it was out, there was more time spent with our brand for people watching 110 100 that had been spent over every single wow. marketing activity we'd done in the previous year. Wow, that's amazing. And then we saw everything lift. We saw searching for Wistia lift. We saw direct traffic lift. We saw new customers lift. Like basically we saw this connection between like the affinity that was created with 110 100 yeah. and people actually coming in and buying our products. And it was like this lesson all over again of like, wait a second, the content doesn't have to be short. It doesn't have to be just in a blog post. Like we can actually make entertaining content. We can make more long form stuff. And that set us off on a whole other journey of like, wait, how many other companies are doing this? And so we started, I started talking to other businesses that had made documentaries, like Envision made a documentary four years ago. And it was unbelievably like impactful to their business. And it was just about like how product design is like actually really important. That's basically what the documentary is about. Uh, it's called Design Disruptors. And I started talking to people who are making podcasts and people who uh, were making like real shows and started to realize that all these companies had figured out that actually if they, instead of just like spending money on ads or spending money on content to kind of like meet search demand, they could actually make content that was about building brand affinity and that could lift their whole business. And then that's when, that was probably like early 2018 to 2019, we started to realize this like fundamental trend of brand affinity was coming, which is what we've actually restarted the business around now is like helping people market that type of content, present that type of content, learn from that type of stuff. That's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. I'll definitely check out those two documents. What was the Envision one called again? It's it's called Design Disruptors. Design Disruptors. Yeah, we'll check that out. That's phenomenal. Well, I, I just want to thank you because you helped me. You got me like on the on-ramp basically onto the highway. You know, you taught me how to do very basic videos and make the lighting good enough for people to want to watch. So thank you. You've actually made a huge, huge difference in cruise consulting. So thanks. That's, amazing. The, That's so great yeah, to hear. Thanks, man. Yeah. And I think the final thing I wanted to ask you about, I was just curious. I remember reading a while back that, um, that you guys had done like a, you opted for a debt financing package instead of doing like the traditional, you know, Silicon Valley, Sand Hill Road, big term sheet in equity, which you, I'm sure you could have done. What, what was kind of the logic behind that? And how's that worked out for you folks? So yeah, in 2017, midway through that year, we had the opportunity to sell the business. We had three different companies pursuing us, trying to buy the company. And there's always been people poking around. I feel like if you have a tech company at some point, someone's poking around, whether it's an aqua hire or there's some IP they want to buy or whatever. And we'd always just said no, but in this case, all these three companies, we respected them and we talked to them and we got some offers and my co-founder and I were sitting there look at the, looking at them, talking about what we'd do if we sold the business. I'm like, well, we're gonna have to work wherever that we sell this place to, to for like two years. Yeah. And then we're gonna be back on our own. That's just normally yeah. how it works. And like we would, Brennan and I were like, well, we'll definitely start something together again. Like we feel like we have a unique partnership. We definitely do that. What space would we be in? Start talking about that. Well, like, there's actually all these other things and opportunities in the video space that we haven't even really touched yet. Like, okay, like we're probably going to that space. But like, what kind of brand would we build? And we're just going through this whole exercise and we're literally like, wait a second, we're going to rebuild Wistia. Wait, why do we think we need to rebuild it? And then we admitted to each other, we are both unhappy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And we had both become unhappy, but had been afraid to say it to each other for the fear that that would create, like, uh, like a rift or we, I don't know, I mean, yeah. we didn't know what, right? And we just, we realized we were unhappy because we were, we didn't like how we were running the business anymore. Uh, we had switched the business a few years before 
to really being like a growth at any cost business. Um, we'd hit about 10 million in revenue with 3 million in profit a few years before. And I, everyone I talked to was like, well, that's amazing. But like, you could be growing faster, you know, if you didn't have that profit, like yeah. think about how much faster you could be growing. And 99% of people we spoke to said that. And at some point we actually listened to them, <laughs> thought we were wrong. And we threw the pedal to the metal and we, you know, took on all these new projects and hired all these new people. And I think like, from the outside, it looked like we were really successful because you kept seeing new launches, you kept seeing new things. But on the inside, we'd lost our focus. Like we lost our ability to say no. And, or we'd say yes to something. And instead of saying like, new great idea, let's do that. What should we stop doing so we can do it? Yeah. yeah. We just stopped saying, what should we stop doing? So we had these like zombie projects going on and really good people on bad projects and all that kind of stuff. And then we had the stress of like running the business at a loss, which caused us to uh, get very short-term focused. Even when we said be long-term, it got us, uh, we were very, very short-term. So we realized this in this like epiphany because of this opportunity to sell the business. And we're like, you know what? We put our heart and souls in this company. Like it's been the thing we've loved. Like, can we actually fix it? Like, can we take a risk and get this back on track? And we decided we want to do that. But the second we decided we want to do that, we were misaligned with our angel investors. Because we did, we never raised venture capital, but we did raise 1.4 million from just like individual angels. Obviously, they would want us to sell. And it would make us misaligned with all our early employees who basically worked for nothing so they could get equity. Because we told them we'd sell the business. So like, <laughs> we had to do something and uh, settled on doing a leverage buyout using, using debt to fund the, the deal. And so we did a tender offer to all employees and to all of our shareholders, wow. our investors, let them sell as much as they want. And then they knew that Brent and I were going to be in this for the long term and that, you know, if they stayed in, they'd be aligned with us for however we get money out of the company. But like we wanted the business to be profitable. Having debt to service would force us to be profitable. We thought it would be more creative. We thought we'd get more focus. We thought it would make the business stronger. But of course, we did this at a moment when the business was at a loss, running at a loss. So it was a yeah. very scary thing for people. But yeah, we raised 17.3 million in debt and did that deal in 2017. And I'm happy to report that it, it like it worked really well. Wow, good for you. I love that I love that this one had to just even take care of those angel investors and early employees too. Cause some people might say, like, oh, they're in it with us no matter what, right? But you guys actually took care of them and let them get off if they want to get off. And then now everyone's aligned. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, you know, one of those things like we do an all hands meeting and someone asks a question like, well, how much are our options worth before this? You know, and I'd be like, well, you know, it depends on what the multiples are right now. It depends on our growth rate, the multiples of other companies like us, how many people are bidding, you know, for selling the company versus raising money versus secondary. We did this long explanation, which basically yeah. meant no one could predict how much this stuff is worth. And so... It was a really nice moment because we were able to take care of everybody. Brent and I felt like we were taking the risk on ourselves and we felt like we could afford to take the risk because we own the business. So like in the worst case scenario, we probably would have to like if we couldn't meet our covenants and all that stuff, we probably have to sell the business anyway, which is kind of back to where we were. Yeah. But you also want everyone with you. Like everyone going forward was pulling on the same side of the rope, which I, yes. really, I love. So it switched that. So right after we raised the debt, it was funny because we just give everybody cash and then we had people start to leave the company because they got liquidity. We had someone, we had bad glass door reviews um, and someone literally wrote, uh, let's see if I get it right. The quote was like, Wistia is a sinking ship loaded with debt. You should, you should jump, like save yourself. 
And I remember reading that review being like, oh my God, like this is so brutal. Like this is what people on the team think. Like you've got to be kidding me. But then of course what happened is, you know, 2017, we had an EBITDA loss of half a million. Uh, 2018, we had positive EBITDA of 6 million. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. So we swung it hugely and revenue growth accelerated because we got more focused and the people who were on the team wanted to be there. So then we had profit sharing and everyone had really good profit sharing. And that continued into 2019. And and so it's one of those crazy things like by getting focused and raising debt, we actually were able to grow faster and more sustainably, which I feel so fortunate that we were we were able to do that. And it put us in a position now where we came into all of this like we're a profitable business. Like we have a buffer from the get-go, which is just very, you know, lucky. Wow. That is a great story and congratulations. And I think it like demonstrates the power of focus and the power of everyone kind of being on the same page. It's, it's, it's amazing. And we there's been times where we had uh, someone write something not very flattering about us on Glassdoor too. <laughs> you just yeah. gotta realize that everyone has a different perception on life, you know, and you just move on, but you guys are, that's a real success story. That's incredible. Uh, well, Hey, this has been amazing. Can you tell everyone how to reach out to you at Wistia, how to get involved, and how to use the company's software? So you can find everything at Wistia.com, W-S-T-I-A.com. If you want to chat with me, I'm on Twitter at csavage, open DMs, like say hello. And if you are someone who is working directly on COVID-19 um, or you know an educator who would benefit from Wistia or Soapbox or hospital, hit us up at supportwistia.com. Like we want to help out. And yeah, look, thanks for having me on. It's It's been great to chat. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be checking you out and I'll continue to check out all the tutorial videos you guys put out so I can get even better at making videos. Awesome. Thank you. All right, bye. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise from Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Scotty.